Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by the Marybody Online Studio. And did you know that you can get your first seven days completely free? There is no risk to join and you can cancel any time. So if you've been thinking about joining Marybody, if you want unlimited yoga, Pilates, meditation classes, anywhere, anytime, on demand, from the comfort of wherever you are, Marybody is for you, right, Emmy? Uh-huh. And, I mean, the best thing is that try it out. See what all the magic is about. Mm. See if it's for you. We know we're not for everyone. <laughs> but but if you're tuning into this podcast, we have an inkling. You might like it. Yeah, I guess the magic with Marybody is that it is totally different from any other fitness program out there. It is movement driven by self-respect, self-acceptance, and above all else, joy. So let go of that punishment, let go of that slogging away at the gym. Marybody is totally different and we can't wait for you to feel the difference. Come and join us over at themerrymakersisters.com forward slash Marybody. All right, let's get into today's episode. This is episode 266 on the Get Merry podcast. Welcome. We are so excited to be here and we're so excited that you're here. Yay! I hope you're having a beautiful, amazing day. I'm just going to turn my notifications off because everyone is trying to talk to me right now. <laughs> Slack attack. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Well, uh, I did write a post that was quite interesting to think about the other day and it was about how when we both lost lots of weight, uh, I think it was back in 2012, and we went on that crazy 12-week bikini shredding diet mm. thanks to one of your friends who was a fitness model or whatever she was, body sculptor, went on stage and painted herself orange. No, I don't mean to, like, offend anyone who's done that before. You're awesome. But that diet sucked and maybe you agree as well. Not only was it boring, all we ate was chicken and broccoli for lunch and dinner for 12 weeks. Mm. Uh, you couldn't cook it in any oil or fat because fat was bad. Uh, we had protein shakes for breakfast, I think, protein and there yogurt sometimes. There was like four sometimes. protein shakes a day. Oh, my God. Like that's not good for you. No. Four, it was that's like, a meal replacement. It was like four protein shakes and then like I think we allowed a certain amount of strawberries uh, in the afternoon and then I think an apple at one stage and like two rice oh, cakes Remember how it was like – it would change. Oh, my gosh. It was like – get like the update and one time we were allowed half a cup of rice. And, and I it was, was like, like – <gasps> It was so exciting. We'd celebrate. And I remember I'd start my day with whatever breakfast, a protein shake, and then I'd get to work and it would be a Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. Straight away. Like, no, like at – this is 8.30 in the morning. Yeah. We'd have a Diet Coke. Oh, my gosh. Because that was allowed. Oh, yeah, it's on the yes list. <laughs> and also the workout regime was uh, intense, high-intensity interval training for at least half an hour, I'd say, in the morning. 45 minutes. 45 minutes? Oh, my gosh. So that was on the treadmill in the gym or on the cross trainer mm. I did or the bike or the maybe. Bike. Yeah. 
like one minute intense, mm. two minute rest, mm. one minute intense, two minute, well, not rest, like walk. Yeah. Bloody hell. I hated that. And then in the afternoon, we'd go back and do a heavyweight session. This is like daily. Yeah. And then I, I remember I'd off. be so tired, like come 8 p.m., I'd be ready for bed, like drag myself to bed. I had no energy. And then the morning would come or the weigh-in. Was it a weekly weigh-in? It was a Friday weigh-in. A Friday weigh-in. Remember, we wouldn't drink any water. Like, we were literally, uh, like, we'd go to RPM. I remember Friday morning we were doing RPM at that stage. And you were like, don't drink any water because, like, we'll put on weight. And, like, this, this is, is serious, guys. This, like, is, <laughs> this is, like, so don't drink any. So what's the first thing you want to do when you wake up? Like, you want to brush your teeth and you want to drink water. What do you, no, wait, what do you want to do? What do you need? Yeah, yeah. What's your body yeah. telling you? You're dehydrated. Drink yeah. water. Like, so, drink a liter of water. So it was, like, no water, like, going to the gym. Then during the 45-minute high-intensity cycle workout, no don't water. take your drink bottle in because you're not allowed to drink water. And then race back. I remember racing back to the apartment, like stripping off all my clothes, jumping on the scales, and that was whether that would be the telltale of whether or not I'd have a great week or not. Yeah, and then we'd message each other, oh, I lost weight, or yes, this is what I weigh yeah. now. And, like, if I had lost weight and you hadn't lost weight, you'd be pissed off mm. and vice versa. Uh, it was and awful. then you were you were also announcing your weight loss on Facebook, oh, yeah. I remember. It was like. Oh, I get the memories all the time. Can't, oh, my gosh, you need to screenshot and share that and be oh like, my. write a post about yeah, it. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I was sharing it on Facebook and I was getting all of this, like, positive uh, feedback from a lot of comments like oh my god well done blah blah blah. then there's a lot of comments that were like you must be so skinny now like you didn't need to lose weight like that was like other comments like you like there must be nothing left of you because you didn't even need to lose weight like they were other comments wow um keep going wow well done i can't wait to see you things like this (sighs) oh i think back and like just hearing us talk about this i mean we probably haven't really talked told this story ever like this and it's quite frightening to think about this because it sounds so awful and clearly so unhealthy but we thought it was awesome Mm. and so we haven't even painted the whole pitch yet so you got down to what was it 51 51 kilos kilos. i was 50 i think the lightest i ever got was 55 yeah um and at that stage we were so tired i remember i could barely make a 300 meter walk from the office we were working at to go to the shops across the road mm. to get a drink like a, at our lunch break mm. I was so tired and as you mentioned Emmy early nights totally like, the yeah. my boyfriend at that stage I was living with him I remember like I would just be in bed by the time he got home like we ha- didn't have a relationship yeah because I was just so obsessed I was like I can't sorry no I've got to go to bed because I'm tired like I'm gonna wake up early to go yeah. to the gym to do my hit yeah and then it was like I would say no to dinner invitations I feel like I had this period of really losing a lot of my friends mm-hmm. as well not losing but just choosing not to be around them I remember I went to my friends it was like her 20 must have been her 21st or something and it was a dinner just with like eight of her friends and I didn't really know any of them. Oh, yeah. And I went to the dinner and we were at this beautiful restaurant, 
everyone's ordering like whatever they want, pizza, pasta, wow. Was that at Bellucci's? No, this is at Cream. Oh, yeah, yeah, in Uh, Civic. In Civic. Everyone's ordering whatever they want. I remember walking up to the kitchen to like the chef and being like, so could you just make me a grilled chicken breast with like lettuce on the side with no dressings? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And that came out. And I remember we everyone at the table was asking me what my diet was. Yeah. What diet are you on? You look so good. Oh my gosh, this is like literally making my skin <laughs> the crawl. worst bit. I'll send it to you. And we just like kept it going. I mean, oh, bloody hell. Like I'm so, I'm grateful for that time because it really like it, it led us to a rock bottom in the world of diet culture and our relationship mm-hmm. with food and exercise because at, come the end of the 12 weeks, I was like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I can't sustain mm-hmm. this. I just want to eat some food because I miss food and I miss having like a social life yeah. with food. Uh, and I also thought, well, no, we can we can keep continuing this somehow. Like mm. I didn't want to put on weight. I knew that for sure. Yeah. I still thought I needed to lose weight. That's for sure. Like I yeah, wasn't we forgot happy. to mention this. Oh so yeah, that's the important. whole like we got to these lowest, lightest, whatever. Yeah, peaks. Um, goal hashtag goals. We well, got the it. smallest we we'd it, ever been, right? and in our adult still life. at that tiny point where like you could see the bones. In my back. Parking oh, I remember, I, I really remember when you were trying on swimmers, me and mum were watching, not watching, like you can't, you came out and I was shocked because I could see the ribs in your back and I could see the ribs in your chest. Yeah. Like, uh, like it was like all that, you know, that feminine, yeah. like, I mean, we're meant to have, women are meant to have fat. Like we are. Yeah. Our bodies are designed to hold fat in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Uh and it was just like you were a skeleton. Mm. And it was just like because you also have the broad shoulders yeah. and the broad chest, I yeah. think it really pronounced. Mm. Uh, and I was actually shocked and I was like, oh, like I think she needs to stop. And But I was also it- was a little bit like, am I that skinny? I hope I'm that skinny. Yeah. Which is like, whoa, And so then toxic. still at that point we still wanted to lose more weight. So we still were like. We can do more. Like, this is not enough. Well, I wanted to lose – like, I don't know if I felt like we can do more. I just wasn't satisfied with what I looked like. I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think – I thought I needed to still be skinny to be beautiful because that's what I thought beauty was, Mm -hmm. skinny. Um, that's, we, as we were talking before this, we got on to the episode, our highest value was our external look. Like, that was the main thing that we were focused on, like – you knew you were intelligent. You knew you were driven. You knew mm. you were ambitious. I'm going to say I probably had issues with, uh, you know, I thought I was dumb as well mm. and I felt uh, I couldn't speak up because I had nothing good to say. But I know, like, you knew you had something mm. good to say and, and uh, you were confident in that area of your life. But you still put the most emphasis on your looks mm. and your body. So the... The problem here is that the problem was never, like, what my body looked like. The problem was the fact that I decided that what I looked like was the most important thing about me and that you were never going to kind of, like, fit this ideal of what beautiful was. And No matter what you did, even when you lost 10 kilos, you still 
weren't good enough, you didn't fit this beauty ideal that somehow you created in your mind from mm-hmm. our upbringing, from society, from, you know, all of that. And then, you have to, and then you have to question that. Like, why did I think, why did we think that beauty or the ideal body was that body? Like, why wasn't our body, and like, why wasn't our body enough? And why do we put so much emphasis on our body like why does it even matter this is my body boom it should be like that full Mm. stop this is my face boom it should be like that a body yeah yeah true um, like you like this is also a really important thing because probably a reason why this is one of was one of the highest values it's not anymore thank god oh my god that's really nice to say um was because, okay, let's picture, like, young children, us, walking around the supermarket. We're waiting to go to mm. to put the stuff on the conveyor belt with, with our mum. Mm. And mum picks up a magazine. Oh, mum picks up a magazine? I'm going to pick up a magazine. Yeah. I pick up a magazine. What's on the front cover? Oh, my God, I remember. Women's bodies. Yeah. Telling us their weight and giving them a tick or a cross. Yeah. Who wore it better? This one or that one? Uh beauty um sorry not beauty beach bikini photos look at that cellulite mm. uh wh- whoever the celebrity yeah. was i'm thinking everyone, like madonna overweight yeah everyone everything that we see telling yeah. us to judge someone else's body and therefore yeah. what on earth would we do with our own body it's so of tr- course yeah. we're gonna judge them. it's like we were taught to judge the external body especially of the female uh then we I mean, it's so much to blame on the bloody supermarket, to be honest. You go around 99% fat-free. Like, we grew up in the 90s. Stuff you, supermarket. It, yeah, it was It was like the, the – I mean, let's – the 90s were – the ideal beauty was super-duper skinny. Kate it, Moss. Kate Moss. Uh, and what, what were some of her most famous lines? Like, uh, what was that f- crazy line? You to keep talking, I'm going to look it up. Okay. Because – yeah, so the, the the beauty ideal in the 1990s was Kate Moss, and as we've talked about before on this podcast, oh here it is. You can go no. ahead, you can t- go and find that episode where we went through the ages of how the body ideals actually changed, how they went from like you know the 1950s of what were they in the 1950s? Like Marilyn, was that Marilyn Monroe? Yeah, yeah, like curvaceous. And now look, 1990s, and now look, 2020s. So Kim Kardashian, tiny waist, yeah. massive booty, massive lips. Like, and that's what you I, need I, to I think be accepted. Yeah, and I think it's really funny. Like we had a conversation with someone who was like, yeah, the Kardashians are great. They're bringing like curvaceous bodies in trend. And I'm like, no, they're freaking not. They're bringing that particular body, that tiny little waist, that big booty, I'm sorry. That is whoever said that was so silly. Um, but <laughs> we just didn't say anything. But I also want to. Here's the quote I found: okay. it. Kate Moss in the '90s. Uh, this is what we grew up thinking was beautiful, right? She said, "Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels." Because <laughs> it's supposed to be an inspirational quote. Yeah, like that was a quote. I remember reading that quote and I was like, yeah. Like I was like so true. Like don't eat the food. Skinny's better. Oh, my God. No wonder we were completely messed up. I had an eating disorder yeah. and like 
wow, this ruled our life for so long. And as we've said a million times before, what does this focus do to us? It keeps our ideas small. It keeps our our creativity small. It keeps our ambitions small because we're so focused on this weight. Mm. We're so focused on this external body. We can't possibly give our energy and creativity to something bigger and more magical. Mm. And so... It's now time to have like a think about where on your values list. Like where does it where does your body like lie? Is it still on your values and list? And I want to make and sure it's the health it's not the health of your body, no. it's the look of your body. Yeah, yeah. Like if you're if you're like if you're um concerned or putting value on the health of your body as in like my body is able to move, my body feels easeful, my body um, can digest my food really well, like I don't have any gut issues, like these kinds of things. Uh, and then also not taking that to the next level because that can also Oh, yeah. And we're not talking about – and and we're not talking about, like, you know, the rules, like make sure you eat, you eat before 7 p.m. or you will get fat. Like that's not health. That's diet culture, okay? Yes, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's the point. Like – if your body is on your values list uh, for the health, great. But if it's on there for the diet culture, like that's where we need to check in and that's where we need to realize that it's never about your body. It's the fact that it's even on your values list to begin with. Yeah. And, I mean, this is where yoga really helped mm. both of us because in the yoga world, you know, they talk the philosophy is a lot about the material world and mm. the external body and how this is simply a bag of bones mm. that takes us on the magical journey of life. We are the essence. We are the soul, mm. the energy that resides inside. Yes. <laughs> if you've read The Alchemist, that's what it is. Is it The Alchemist? No. It's the Alchemist is the soul. Uh, they talk about that in Siddhartha. Yeah. You need to read Siddhartha. Yeah, I, I need know. to give it to you. Give it to me. So good. Uh, yes. So, which is amazing when you think about it. Basically, you know, your body is your home. Like, instead of thinking of your body as, like, you, you think of it as your home for your soul. Yeah. It's like it's keeping your soul <sighs> safe in within you so you can experience all of the magic that is life mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. So and the magic than- involves delicious food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what quote I really like? <laughs> this is an inspirational quote. Like when it talk- when they – I can't even remember the one, but when they talked about, you know, though that extra little bit of hip that you might have yeah. or um, that other – that thing that – that's on your stomach or the arms like that you think aren't exactly the right size like all of those were experiences that you would have missed out on like you would have missed out on the pizza with your loved one like I know and that's you know what is that's the sad thing yeah that you say no to life to look a certain way and then when even when you do look a certain way you still think you're not good enough mm. and you also restrict your life so much as in the the diet mm. and you make you make sure you're at the gym mm-hmm. instead of maybe spending time doing nothing the magic of nothing uh, and you miss out on those small, tiny, joyful moments. Yeah, or like you feel like you need a rest. Like you literally are tired, you've had a busy week. You need rest and rejuvenate, but then you force yourself to go do that workout, that 45-minute like high intensity because you just think you have to because and you're not good enough if you miss one yeah. workout. And then it's also like maybe you, you don't even quite make the gym or you don't eat the healthy food. Maybe you just have these really toxic thoughts mm. of like that you're mm-hmm. not good enough mm-hmm. but you still eat the food 
but it's become not enjoyable mm. because, I mean, like that's another that's side. True. This is our story, but I know there's many of you listening who I don't go to the gym or I don't eat healthy, but I still don't think I'm good enough. Mm. Uh, it's like, okay, that's it's the same thing. It's all the same thing. It's diet culture. It's stuff that we let our minds go down these these dark holes and we need to bring awareness to them and then use the tools that work for you, get the help we need mm-hmm. uh, to, to learn, relearn the truth that the external body isn't the most important thing, that you are amazing. Mm. Uh, bleh. Wait, let me do this again. You are amazing just as you are right here, right now. Got to get that out right, hey? <laughs> and, like, that's the, the honest truth, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's just along our path we're being told else otherwise. Yeah, do you think that toddler walking around was worried about their body? <laughs> With their little cute belly poking out? I don't think so. Or their little, like, arm fat rolls? How oh my cute. God, they're so adorable. They're so cute. Yes. So, oh, I mean, we could go so far I know. with this and we could talk about so much that is kind of wrong. <sighs> and I know, we could go and, on and, and on and on. Re- there is a lot to kind of answer for, but it really is up to us and at taking responsibility of what we consume and what we're putting in front of our eyes and putting in front of our ears. <laughs> in front of our ears. <laughs> putting into our ears. We have to be careful. We've got to be really yeah. conscious because anything can take us down a, a diet culture wormhole. Well, literally, <laughs> I, I feel like these black holes exist everywhere. I was on Instagram last night scrolling away. Scroll, scroll, scroll. And then I come to this post and it's someone who's like posing, yeah. But then there's like another like so she's wearing like really high waisted um, leggings. Looks amazing, great fit, amazing. And then she's pulled the leggings down and taken like another photo, and she's called it like a blooper, like saying that like this like how is that how is that okay? What does she, what I don't even understand. Uh, I just uh, so like she's taken she's taken like this perfect pose photo and then this other kind of like slumpy like trying to make her body not look posed, right? Okay, okay. Like in, in inverted commas normal. But her normal body is amazing. Yeah. And I'm getting in inverted commas yeah. normal. I could look at that and think I'm so fat. Yeah, yeah. And I mean that's the whole danger uh of the before and after yes. photo as well. It's like People share these photos before and after and, you know, what they're trying to do is make us all be like, oh, we look more like the before photo. Mm -hmm. Clearly we suck. Mm -hmm. We're fat. We're disgusting. The only way we're going to be enough in this life is to be the after. Therefore, we need to buy the product. And, I mean, that's that's their goal though, right? Like, let me be – like, that is their goal. It is 100% their goal. (laughs) And anyone who tells us different – anyone who tries to tell me that – but I find them inspiring. Oh, give me dig a-, a little deeper, please dig a little deeper. The reason why they're showing a before and after is to make you buy the freaking thing. And it's also like it's dangerous. It's uh, like it's actually toxic. It's uh, repre- repressive. Is that the right word? Like it's putting us all down. It's saying that our only worth is our external mm. body. It's it's reiterating the fact that your only worth is your body yeah. when actually, in fact, it's so much more. Exactly. And even if the story 
that goes with the photo, even if the story that goes with the photo tells a different story. Yeah. It is still portraying the same thing. Even if your story, if that story says, and in the before they were really unhappy and now they're really happy, like about happiness levels or energy levels. I don't know. It could be a different thing. The fact that it goes with the image of the before and after and in the before, they um, might be slightly bigger, yeah. might um, look like they're, you know, they might have dark circles around their eyes or something. And then in the after, they've got a spray tan and a brand yeah. new wardrobe and you- blah, 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 blah. Like it's take away the words because the first thing you see when there's an image is the image. Yeah, that's the most powerful thing. It tells thing, the story yeah. without even reading. And let's also remember that. There are a, a billion different apps now where literally you can alter your body. So who even knows if the before and after photos are true? And that's the thing. The before and after photo could have been within five minutes of itself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you see that. You see people doing that. I can pose this way yeah. and look ten times yeah. uh, bigger or smaller. Uh, and then I also want to um, – oh, I had a train of thought and it's completely disappeared. It's gone. See ya. Uh, but, yeah, toxic and you're right. If you if you're listening to this and like you're thinking no I like them, have like think a little bit more. Mm. And also, as someone you know, as people who do post content on this topic, I mean, talk about this a lot. Like you know, it it, it really it's a re- level of responsibility mm-hmm. that you create an impact, and whether that's positive or uh, triggering and negative. Mm. Like that's a big deal, and it's it's a lot of power. That's why we don't post before yeah, and after photos. That's why we yeah. own a fitness, yeah, exercise workout program platform. That's what we do. Yeah, there is no way I'm and, ever going to put a before and after image. And we've talked about this before. And I mean, it was we did post our own before and afters because we thought we had to because we. We were scared. We were living in fear. We thought this this is how everyone markets their product. We need to market our product. Like we believe in that. I clearly remember thinking, look, we'll get them in this way, but then we'll show them what Marybody is truly Mm. about, which it's nothing to do with the before and after. It's all about body acceptance. But, oh, my gosh, like how out of alignment is that? And thinking back, it's like, well, duh, girls, dum-dums. And thank (laughs) God for Jamie, uh, one of our members who emailed us. because. It was, she sent this email and it was awful. We were like, hey, don't be mean to us. We can do whatever we want. Uh, <laughs> we're grown-ass women. <laughs> yeah, but she called us out and I'm so grateful forever for Jamie because she totally confronted us. And, and then, like, wow. like. And I remember I put that email in my, our action folder for a couple <gasps> days, right? <sighs> Get back to that. Because like, I had you? to ponder. We had to ponder, you know. Well, we were angry as we well. Were, we were angry. We were upset that someone had said we were wrong. And another lesson, right? Another lesson here, <laughs> guys. Uh, and then we realised we were wrong. We and that, were very wrong. That, and not wrong against anyone else's standards. Wrong against our own morals and values. Like that's the th- that's the biggest thing, you know. When you when you turn against your own heart, that's the biggest form of um what is the word living out of alignment yeah but when you like do something bad to someone unethical else, it's unethical as yeah well. that's not the word i'm trying oh. to sabotage like not sabotage when you like when you like backstab yourself like someone yeah 
That's not the word I was looking for. Stabbing ourselves. Stabbing ourselves in the front and the back. So no before and after images. I want you to go and check your feed right now uh, and just check in with how you feel when you're scrolling and unfollow people. I know that I know we've talked about this heaps and I follow a heap I've followed a heap of brands where they've then posted something a bikini person on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hang on a minute. Now I feel like crap. Unfollow. Yeah, and just, yeah, be rigorous with those unfollows. Mm. I mean, I do it all the time. I'm like, why am I following these people? They all they share is skinny white girls. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, give me some like more balance. Give me some diversity. And that's a whole other topic really that we can extend into more. But uh yeah, you are so much more than your body. And it's it was never about your body because when you think about it, if you've had body image issues, if you've had thoughts about your body not being good enough, it's not about your body. It's about how you are placing value on your body. So it's not about what it looks like. It's the value of what you feel toward it. So maybe you need to shift that. Maybe you need to to reevaluate the like what you think and feel about yourself. Because what if there was a different way? What if you, we could think about our bodies differently? Because, and I'm speaking of our own experience. Because in the past, it was like my body needs to look a certain way. My body needs to fit a certain size. My body needs to be under a certain weight. These are mm. the kinds of things I would think about my, with my body. That's it. I never once thought I want my body to feel good. I want my body to feel spaciousness. I want to be able to, you know, stand with my shoulders back and feel confident. It was never about that. Not once did I think that yeah. was a good idea. Even like, <laughs> even I want my body to feel strong. I love that Like, one. Which is, you know, like you do need to work out. You, to feel strong in your body, you do need to do movement. Of course. Body weight, movement, weight, movement, whatever it is. But I never, ever thought that. I never thought I'm in the gym to get strong. Do you know I, <laughs> I'm in the gym to lose weight? <laughs> that is the only reason why. I think we, because we grew up in such an active family, like strength was something that came really naturally yeah, to true, me. And true. I think to you as well. Yeah, I yeah. used to freaking do push. We used to do push-ups every morning with Dad. We'd be like, we could do our morning push-ups. And he would count them and it would be really fun. And that I mean, that was all about strength, actually. Mm. It was. That was all about, come on, girls, like, we're getting fit, we're going to be strong. Strong. And that was, like, it was was nothing about weight. It was very positive, very positive. So I think the reason why I never put value on that was because it it just came really easy to me. True. Like, I was like, like, oh, I'm I'm just a strong person. And I – but, again, then I got a conscious – a conscience about that because I was always told, oh, you're quite muscular. You're quite broad. You've got really broad shoulders. Like as a kid, I was called like my great auntie called me like Xena because she was like in a bad way. It wasn't a good way. No, that was Yaya who called you Xena. No. Warrior princess. Yeah, she did. Other great aunt did not. Oh, she said, well, she was awful. God, let's be honest. Oh, but that was projecting her own stuff. <laughs> was. So I'm going to put that on the podcast. She was mean. She very, was really mean. Very. She was a mean auntie. Yes. Uh, and 
she projected her stuff onto mm. us. Mm. Little girls. No, we were, you, how old were you? So little. You were like I think 20, I was under 10. Yeah, you were nine. Like six or something. Yeah, like ridiculous. Excuse me, like maybe don't have an opinion on a six-year-old or eight, eight-year-old, whatever yeah. age you were, uh, body. Like, yeah. no. Like, have – Oh look, that's I mean, that's a whole. <laughs> that's a whole <laughs> yeah, can anyone else relate? You have like the auntie or the family member who like just doesn't. Uh, it's like who thinks that they're entitled to an opinion on your body, and they're just angry at you for no given reason. Yeah, that's their stuff. They're projecting mm. their stuff onto you. Uh, they're threatened by you, or they maybe can see themselves in you. Like mm. she probably saw herself in you, and she didn't like that. Or I don't know who bloody knows. Yeah. We all we all need therapy. That's. <laughs> <laughs> been a good therapy session i think i'm not really sure yeah um, what are we talking you about know, we're you know we're really navigating this diet culture i think at the moment as well in that we knew it was there but we're definitely like diving in a little bit deeper uh, and uncovering yeah. a lot i think and i think probably um it's been a long time that we've been doing this but we have talked about it like in more depth in this episode yeah, and I think um like it it comes from self-reflecting and mm. and going inwards and and questioning oh like why did I think like that for so long mm. or why did I do that or why am I still really anxious mm. when I have a bowl of pasta in front of me. Mm. Like, why can't I just look at this pasta and be like, this is my dinner and I'm going to enjoy it? Mm. Why do I have to think this is a bowl of carbs, there's so much cheese on it, uh, like I have to work out? I mean, like that still comes back. So yeah. that's why we question it because it's like those thoughts. It's still there. Yeah, and those thoughts, we don't need them. Mm. And they – steal the magic from life Mm -hmm. because I tell you what a bowl of freaking pasta that's just freshly made oh my god for you (laughs) you didn't even have to make it like hello (laughs) like that's pure pure joy that's pure joy and I I mean it's and and it's like I'm sick of allowing the life to be consumed by negative thoughts about myself and my weight I'm over it Mm -hmm. I'm done However many years I've spent doing it, I'm done. Peace out. I'm changing. Yeah. I think I think back to when I was I can't remember how old, but I remember loving spaghetti bolognese. It was my favorite meal. It was what I would request. What do you want for dinner? Spag bowl. Me too. Every time. I loved Every it. Every time I wanted it. Um everything else was meat like everything else was second best to that. I was like Oh, when it was spag bowl night, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have, like, three thirds of this. <laughs> um, when t- What age did it stop being that joyful dinner? Uh, well, for me, like, I remember that joyful, but I also then remember in my teenage years, pasta was a big thing that I would binge on and then I would purge, then I would vomit. Yeah, bulimia. Oh, God. Yeah, I had that. Uh, pasta, go home, spew. And I remember that. So that's like a memory with pasta. So eating pasta now, I think like that's also brought up a lot. Obviously that would be like um, even a muscle memory. Yeah, it's like I know and it's crazy. I mean I've had conversations with Damiano about this like because he's like he loves pasta obviously. Mm. He's freaking Italian. Like it's in their blood Mm. and he can't understand why 
I would think pasta's bad for me. Mm. It's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I I used to think it was healthy. Yeah. I and it to, is. It, yeah. It's fine. No, it's it, great. I know, but. Just not every night. Yeah, but that's the thing. But for Italians, it, it is. is. every night. Yeah, I watched Gino's d- the Italian cooking show and he's like, you eat pasta every day. <laughs> like, I like that diet. I think, yeah, I guess it's just, and it's not spending too long in the reflection, but it's being. Oh, yeah. It's being like. It's like, okay, there's that thought. Do I need that thought? Where did that thought come from? Why is that thought so true for me? Yeah, and is it true? And then it's questioning, is this thought really true? Because you know when you think a thought, it is true for you at that moment. It's when you question, is this really true, that you can then take a moment and a pause and be like, oh, yeah, no, it's not not true at all. Uh, It's so fascinating. And then it's like an explosion, aha, aha moment. Mm -hmm. And what if we could just enjoy <laughs> and be present in these magical moments and know that that is healthier and know that whatever size you are, beautiful, amazing, amazing body. Wow, you're here on this planet, alive, breathing. Here yeah. you are and in your body. Yeah, and you're worthy and, yeah, beauty and fat goes together, beauty and thin goes together. Like, it's not be- to be beautiful, you have to be X, Y, Z. There is no one body that is the ideal body. No. A body is a body, and that is what it is. It allows you to experience life itself. Without a body, you don't get to be in this lifetime. Like, you know, the yogis would believe, our souls are infinite. You know, when the body does die, the soul goes home. The soul mm-hmm. goes into the infinite. Who knows what that's going to be like? I don't mm. know. But it's not this. Mm. It's not this one lifetime in this body. So, therefore, we need to embrace every moment. We need to dance. We need to celebrate. And and wear the clothes you want to wear. And who cares what people say? Yeah, and who cares what people think? Because we don't never know what they think anyway. And who cares if society says you shouldn't wear that? It's bullshit. And I will wear swear, what you want. Make it explicit. It's freaking bullshit. <sighs> Probably is an explicit episode because it is like just. A, a, I feel like this is a little, like it can be confronting. Well, I it's and a, it's a conversation it's tr- it's to triggering. have with I would say it's a conversation to have with your children if you have children like bring it up especially if they're online and they're yeah. they're left to their own means online please I like for the first time and I mean like that's how, another episode too we watched that documentary the social mm-hmm. dilemma and for the first time I felt really fearful and scared for the younger generation and with social media mm-hmm. Because thinking back to how I was Mm -hmm. in high school and my brain and the stuff I thought, social media would have taken me down, like down, down, down. And, I mean, that's the stats were frightening. They talked about the rates of suicide uh, of 10 to 14-year-old little girls has gone up like 170% or something. 161 or yeah, something. Yeah, something outrageous like that. But suicide. Then, but like, that was suicide, heck? but then there was non-fatal 
yeah, like attempts oh, yeah, yeah. or, you know, hurting themselves, cutting themselves. And this is – That had also gone up about the same rate. And what what was the thing that correlated? It was exactly the same time when social media became a wide world thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's what happened. It's like directly related, clearly. Like what else changed? Well, look, it, 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 it completely makes sense. Like as a woman growing up without it and then as someone who has – Obviously, you know, we've been on social media since 2012, like hardcore, obviously, for our business. We can see. I can feel it. I know what it's done to me. And I was 22 when it started. Like, so my brain was like a little bit more aware. Yeah. But not really. I mean, it wasn't until like probably three years into it that I realized, oh, hang on a second, I have to curate this. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're very lucky because we were hyper-aware because we had to spend so much time on it. Then we were like, wow, like this stuff can be really negative Mm. if you allow it Mm. to be. So we brought more conscious energy. Then we started talking about it more Mm. like on this show. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're lucky. But if you're kind of like just living your life, you're busy at work, you're busy at home and – kind of the kids are just on social media like I really recommend like have a chat to them check watch in the more. doco first. yeah actually watch that and watch then, the I, doco. I mean the the most obvious thing is it's like all these ex heads of Pinterest and Facebook you know the early the early workers the people who b- invented the like button mm. like do their kids go on social media no full ban full mm-hmm. ban of social media okay ding 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 Mm. I think that says a lot. <laughs> and, I mean, how hard to get your kids off social media. I can't imagine how hard it would be because – I know. We've had my, conversations yeah. and – Because my best friends. friend is on social media. Like, I'm a loser now. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's on Instagram. Blah, 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 blah. I get it. I can imagine. But I don't know. If I was a mum, I think I'd be pretty hardcore about it. Me too. I'd be a bitch, mum, because mm-hmm. I'd be like, no, no social media. <laughs> I would 100% be on that train. Yeah. I would just be like, please don't call on there and you're not having a phone. <laughs> I'm just going to wrap you up in cotton wool and lock you in your bedroom. No, I'm um, kidding. <laughs> and the computer is in the family room. Yeah. That was one thing that our parents did. Yeah. Well, we couldn't afford multiple computers. Yeah, or so like- the computer was in the family room, which means everyone could – hear and yeah, see true. what you were doing. That's very true. I was just on MSN. <laughs> I was to- always like, minimize, minimize, minimize. Chatting to all the boys. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Deciding oh. what to put as my status update. My gosh. Probably yeah, no, that some is, song lyric. That's really true. <laughs> that's so true though because it was a good thing that it was in the lounge room, uh, the family room, like literally out in the public area. It was like our kitchen was there and then the desk yeah. was like next to the kitchen so everyone could see You know, it. that was a smart move. I, I'm sure unintentional by mum and dad because who bloody knew what the yeah. internet was back yeah. then. But, you know, I remember our cousins, they had it in the other room. Oh, yeah, we got up to mischief in that and room. And that, that, I mean, no one was watching that. Like, you free reign. Like I remember some weird stuff happening. Yeah, we went into weird chat, chat rooms, rooms and, like, and we're talking to old men. Because I've never like, been in chat rooms before. That was – I would I'd never heard of a chat room. Yeah. Next minute some guy's messaging us saying that he's going to bring a knife over. Like, that scared me. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, okay, note to self, these cousins are wild. 
like, I'm going to go back to my little in- innocent life. Yeah. Uh, but yes. So it's never Alas. about your body. No. It was Moral never. Of the story. It is never. No. Like, where is it in the list? Check in, uh, seek help if you need help. And, you know, I feel like now, like right now, like put something on your list to really celebrate life. Like whether that is taking a bath, Mm. uh, doing a yoga class. Getting a hamper delivered oh to my you, gosh. like a picnic hamper. Yes. That's my idea. Have some wine. Yeah. Wine and cheese. Oh, my God. Like, and yes, please. And, but it's like it's not the food isn't the, the, the present. The food isn't the uh, the gift. It's the, the experience. experience and, like, invite someone over mm. or do it with yourself. Like, mm. j- like yeah, why not? <sighs> you know what? I actually – and I really do like doing that, having, like, a bit of dip and bicky just to myself. Yeah. It's <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love some cheese and Love crackers. Some cheese and crackers. Oh, my gosh. I feel like this was uh, – Do something. I'm going to say something else. Do something to also, like, be embodied. Yeah. Like, to actually be in your body. Rather than being that outside perspective of your body. Yeah, like like be in it. Like just like right now, like have your palms out and like feel the back of your hands, feel the palms of your hands, the fingers, the fingertips, the nails, the nail beds, and then feel the spaces in between the fingers. Oh, my God, I just got chills doing that. Like I want to cry. Like, you can embody yourself. Like, you can be within your body instead of always looking in a mirror mm. and, and with judging. a magnifying glass. And forever judging. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's time, to, it's, it's time to change and be the change. And if it feels like, you know, you can't do it for yourself, do it for future generations, mm-hmm. do it for the people around you mm-hmm. because – there's nothing more inspiring than, uh, you know, when someone talks to us, like if we get a message from one of our Merry Body members, you know, I finally am accepting myself mm. and I feel great in my body and, uh, like, they tell us their, their story mm. of body acceptance mm. and I tell you what, wow, that inspires me to mm-hmm. just accept a 100 times bigger and yeah. do and keep going and know that you can be that person for all the people around you. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you have people who look up to you, if you have kids, if you have younger siblings or whoever, friends, that's important. That's a really big responsibility. And and if it's too difficult to do it for yourself, do it for them. Yeah. And then soon you'll be able to do it for yourself mm-hmm. and be thankful. Uh, but, yeah, this is, I mean, this is why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. it's like it feels important yeah because it consumed our lives and took away so much magic and it was normal for us to look in the body and have self-hating thoughts literally looking in the mirror and hating myself because I had that little bit of extra fat to grab on my hip mm. I thought I was disgusting mm-hmm. and I'm like I was thin so like that's that's something that's wrong yeah. that it shouldn't have happened. I shouldn't have been like that. Mm-hmm. Like why was I like that? And as you said before, we don't need to dig deep. We could go on and on yeah. and on, but we can just bring awareness to it and say enough is mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. 
The thing is, no matter what you can grab, you're never disgusting. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I know. No matter what. No and matter actually, what it is. And, and actually. Maybe your hand is too small. But wait a minute. Like, maybe <laughs> maybe it's nice. Like, who? Like, yeah, who decided <laughs> that it wasn't right? Who? Exactly. Like, and I tell you what, there's people out there who love to grab. I, I've met them now. Like, they love that. <laughs> They're like, eat more. I want to grab more. It's like, no, I'll just eat what I want. But, yeah. like, you know, like, it's true, though. It's like. Yeah, but it's just like it. it's never about the external no. body. So when you find yourself doing that, that's the problem itself in that you're body checking. Yeah. In that you're doing that to your body. So mm-hmm. walk away from the mirror. Walk yeah, away. have a break from the mirror. Honestly, just check try your, and change that check habit. Check your face in case there's toothpaste yeah. and like or like food in your teeth. Yeah, oh my smoothie. god! Like literally, Please. I've been having the, that white dichotomous gut powder or whatever, <laughs> and like I go to the mirror and I'm like, wow, I have white stuff all over my face. Lucky I didn't go out. I've been because I have it, and I know that it does that. And yeah. then I I give it to Joel sometimes, like in the morning. Oh god, <laughs> he just doesn't know what's on his face. <laughs> God, for coffee. I'm like, you have white stuff all over your face. Like, what the hell? Again? He always has stuff in his beard. Like, but how good? He doesn't even check. He doesn't care. He doesn't think he's a check. One time, he, one time he walked around with cappuccino in the middle of his eyebrows for like a day. <laughs> <laughs> like he so loved his coffee that he like poured it all the way up that it touched the eyebrows. <laughs> I love that because oh, he yeah, didn't d- check d- his face. Be like, Joel, don't yeah. check your face. <laughs> Yeah, don't care what you look like. All right. All right. Well, this was a fun episode, I think. Yeah. Fun in that I hope it made you think. And I, I hope that my hope is that you feel a little more inkling of acceptance right now. Yeah. And and if or it's a lot. A lot. I hope a lot. And if it's kind of brought up a lot of stuff for you and you know, you're feeling worse because it's confronting. Mm. Like I re I very much recommend to seek the help you need mm. and know that it's all out there, whether mm. it's a, a lifeline, phone line, or uh, getting help from a psychologist yeah. or whatever. We know a great psychologist. Yeah, we do know, Miriam. Uh, so know that that is pure courage and that can be part of your healing journey mm-hmm. and it'll be worth all the energy you put there. Totally, 100%. All <sighs> right. Mm. Well, you're amazing. You are amazing. Just as you are right here, right now. Take that deep breath in <laughs> and let it go. And let everything else go as yeah. well while you're at it. Let all the heaviness go. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> and I mean heaviness as in like uh, uh, stuff in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> because we're talking about bodies. bodies. <laughs> I get it. We're just clarifying. Just in case, guys, okay? All that stuff inside, the emotional the emotional yeah, stuff. Yeah, we can let it out. Let it go. Let yeah. it out. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Mm-hmm. And then know that you can feel good mm. and you're worthy of feeling good and you're just deserving of feeling good. Are. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, we got to go. Okay, have a beautiful day and we will talk to you next week. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along, 
and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. 